Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Ireland's Vanishing Triangle. Ireland's Vanishing Triangle refers to the unexplained disappearances of six young women throughout the eastern and midland regions of the Republic of Ireland during the 1990s. However, it has long been suspected that numerous other cases may be linked to the aforementioned six cases. This podcast will consist of 10 episodes, one case will feature per episode, covering a period of 16 years between 1987 and 2003. So, if you are interested in unsolved mysteries, true crime, and a little bit of history, then hopefully this podcast will be for you. On this, the sixth episode of the series, I want to begin in late 1993 with the unsolved disappearance of Imelda Keenan, originally from Mount Melick, County Leash, who by 1993 was living in Waterford City in the southeast of Ireland. Just to quickly take you back to late 1993, Silvio Berlusconi's right-wing coalition party won the Italian general election. The greatest Mexican boxer Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. lost his first fight after an astonishing 90 professional bouts. And in Irish news, Albert Reynolds and British Prime Minister John Major signed a joint declaration on the future of Northern Ireland, which can now be seen as the beginning of the, pr- of the process that finally brought peace to the north of Ireland. Now, to begin episode 6. Usually at this moment, I will begin by reporting on the movements of the victim, in this case, Imelda Keenan, on the last day or days that they were seen, by referring to confirmed sightings or tangible evidence. However, having talked to Imelda Keenan's family and studied the case myself, the circumstances around Imelda's disappearance are more complex and refutable than the five cases reported on in the previous episodes. Imelda Keenan moved to Waterford City in the late 1980s, having previously lived in Cork City for a short time. Imelda felt comfortable moving to Waterford as her two brothers, Ned and Jerry, lived in the city where they worked for Irish Rail. Imelda has been described as quiet, introverted and innocent in numerous reports. But, in fairness to her, she was able to get her own apartment in Waterford City and Imelda also began studying computing at CTI Waterford. Clearly, Imelda had excellent foresight to begin studying computing 
in the early 1990s when IT was at its infancy. For someone so young and from a small rural area like Mount Melick, it is remarkable that Imelda could set herself up so well and so quickly in a new city. Clearly this is testament to her character. Soon after moving to Waterford during 1989, Imelda met a local man named Mark Wall who was a few years older than her and played in a band known as Spellbound. Now, if you read any of the reports on Imelda's case, it would seem that Wall shared Imelda's apartment with her, but this is not the case. Wall lived at his parents' house in Waterford and sometimes stayed in Imelda's apartment on William Street in the city centre. For Christmas 1993, Imelda planned to stay in Waterford and go home to Mount Melick in early January 94. In the days before Christmas, Imelda met with her brother Ned in Waterford and they discussed their plans for Christmas. Ned later recalled that Imelda had purchased a wreath for her father's grave in Leash that she planned to bring home with her in the new year. Imelda had also organised Christmas presents for her nephews and nieces. Over the Christmas period, Ned twice called to Imelda's apartment, but there was no answer, and each time Ned called to the apartment, the same light was switched on. On the 3rd of January 1994, Imelda's brother Ned was contacted by Mark Wall at 4.30pm. Wall told Ned that Imelda had been missing since 1.30pm that day. Understandably, Ned was not immediately concerned, as according to Mark Wall, it was only three hours since he last saw Imelda Keenan. Later that night, Wall contacted Ned again and told him that he still hadn't seen Imelda. Ned then went to the Gardaí and reported his younger sister missing. Thank you and welcome back. Mark Wall later told Gardy that during the afternoon of Monday the 3rd of January 94 he was at Imelda's apartment. He told Gardy at 1.30pm Imelda left the apartment to collect money from the post office and buy some supplies for her cat Felix. 
Before leaving, according to Wall, Imelda did her hair and makeup and made him a cup of tea. Now, just to add something significant, Monday the 3rd of January was a public holiday and the post office would have been closed, as all post offices are on public holidays. Also, at 1.30pm, the post office would have been closed for lunch, if it would have been open. The post office Imelda would have went to is just an estimated 7 minute walk from her apartment. The reason for the public holiday that day was because New Year's Day fell on the weekend in 1994. During the Christmas and New Year's period in Ireland, the days and weeks generally merge into one another, as many people take time off from work and school and colleges are closed for a significant amount of time. Due to this, perhaps Imelda was unaware that the post office was closed that day. Mark Wall also told Gardie that Imelda had been suffering from depression before she disappeared. This information was news to Imelda's family. Imelda never confided to her family about this suffering. It has been said that Imelda Keenan was close to her family and particularly close to her two brothers, Jerry and Ned, who lived in Waterford. Imelda often went to Jerry and Ned if she had any problems, and sometimes they would help Imelda get a free train home to Mount Melick if she needed a break from Waterford. But Jerry or Ned never heard anything about Imelda being depressed. Although it must be said that people often keep mental health problems from those closest to them. In the days that followed Imelda's disappearance, her family investigated the apartment where she lived, as the Gardaí did not conduct a search or forensic examination of the property. When Imelda's family arrived at the apartment, they found Imelda's glasses, cigarettes and handbag. They also found Christmas presents addressed to Imelda that were unopened. Imelda was supposedly last seen at her apartment some eight days after Christmas. The family also found the wreath Imelda had bought for her father's grave and the Christmas present presents she had prepared for her nieces and nephews, but Imelda's diary was missing. There was one reported sighting of Imelda Keenan at just after 1.30pm on Monday the 3rd of January, crossing Williams Street and then walking past the Tower Hotel onto Lombard Street. Some reports suggest that this witness knew Imelda, while other reports dispute this and dispute the sighting altogether. Nevertheless, this is the last reported sighting of 22-year-old Imelda Keenan, 
some two weeks after her family last saw her. The investigation into Imelda's disappearance seems to have turned up very little. The river sewer, which is close to Imelda's apartment, was searched twice, firstly in 1994 and again in the mid-2000s. Unfortunately, nothing was found that could help the investigation. During May of 2012, a derelict bungalow in Ferrybank, Waterford, was searched by trace missing persons after a tip-off was received. However, the search was unable to find any evidence that could help solve the case. Imelda's family have also searched woodland in woodland sorry in the Ferrybank area and the surrounding areas. As of now, nobody has ever been arrested or charged in relation to Imelda Keenan's disappearance, and the case has yet to be upgraded to a murder investigation. Imelda's brothers fought tirelessly to get justice for their sister, as did the rest of her family. To this day, Imelda's family continues to fight for justice through mainstream media and social media. Imelda Keenan is described as five foot four, slim, with long brown hair and blue eyes. When last seen, Imelda was wearing leopard print leggings, a round neck white jumper, a waist length denim jacket and black shoes. Anyone with information that could help solve this case is urged to contact Waterford Garda Station on 051 305 300 Crime Stoppers on 1800 25 25 or Garda Confidential on 1800 treble six treble one most importantly this podcast and episode is dedicated to Imelda Keenan on the next episode I will be covering another missing persons case this time from November 1995 Now, just to finally thank some people. My family for their patience. Soundcaster Studios for the intro music. Daniel Lim for IT. The Instagram page known as Coffee, Wine and Crime 2022. Ran by the brilliant Hell. She really has put together some great Instagram stories on numerous Irish cold cases so please give them a follow thanks to the authors and journalists Barry Cummings and Sarah McInerney and finally the Kildare based singer songwriter Rory Glanders who writes and sings the song I will now play thank you for listening